Hello, this is Jay Henry, writer, director, and voice of Canary P.I. This is Canary in a Coal Mine, where we talk a little behind the scenes on our audio drama stories. It is September 1st, 2022, and today we will discuss The Secret on Langston Hill. We will be joined by Tina Marie Sarah, and oh boy, am I excited since this is the first time she'll be joining us. Let's get to the discussion at hand. I'm going to sum up the story, so if you want to skip ahead right now, you could to avoid spoilers. The secret on Langston Hill starts with Canary calling in sick to his office to tell his secretary, Josephine Woodward, nicknamed Joe, to close up shop until he's better. And he's being all dramatic like he's dying, but really it's just a cold and he's being a big baby. It is real that Joe was a PI, but she opted for a more simpler life as it wasn't exactly what she expected. And, uh... Canary floats the idea that, you know, if her license is still good and, you know, a case that comes in that doesn't sound too dangerous, why doesn't she go take it? She declines at first, but then a case comes in that does spark her interest. Dr. Langston Hill, a professor from the university, claims that while the state was blasting the side of a mountain for a new highway, they had covered strange artifacts. He was put in charge of uh, the dig site to uncover anything else that might be there. So, they find strange mummies in a part of the world where normally you don't find things like that, so it's very it's a very strange sight. One of them goes missing, and Dr. Hill, thinking that it was stolen, he looks for help because they're very valuable to the right people. So, Joe ends up ex- accepting the case, and she travels off to a secluded forest area where they're digging. Okay, so when they arrive, the researchers tell Langston Hill that they found more items while he was gone. One being a crystal orb that glows stronger when they travel with it to a, in a certain direction. They follow the orb and they find a, a circular piece of metal sticking out of the ground that they have yet still to excavate since it's very rocky there. So the crystal orb turns out to be a control mechanism for a flying saucer that is wedged into the side of the mountain and Dr. Hill flies it out of the ground claiming he's been visited before and quote unquote they are helping him remember now and uh, so he rips his shirt open to reveal symbols scarred into his skin that are also on the flying saucer just like that the FBI swoops in and no one gets any answers and it's just left ambiguous so this episode stars me as Canary P.I. yes yes Tina Marie Sarah as Josephine Woodward, Frank Guglielmelli as Langston Hill, Julian Gilas as researcher number one, because, you know, number two won't do, huh? Thinking of the inspiration of the story, so obviously it's a UFO or alien story. And I was thinking of the X-Files, you know, where Mulder is the believer and Scully is the skeptic. With you know, I kind of like that with uh, Joe and Canary, but the gender is reversed. So the big joke being that, you know, Canary's the skeptic. He never really sees any proof of anything. Anything, nothing supernatural or alien in any way. He never sees it. And then Joe swoops in, and she's the she's more of a believer. Swoops in and actually sees something. She sees a UFO come out of the goddamn ground. You know, and it's right in front of her, floating. There's no, there's no mistaking it. So I thought, I thought that was hilarious. The secretary thing was a joke going back to the unreleased pilot. First, very first Canary thing that I did, where I just... Cut my, I cut my, my hand over my mouth and I just talked hard. I tried to speak like a female over like an old phone. And that, that was the whole, that was just a joke. 
And it, it kind of made me think of like Kids in the Hall or Monty Python where like a bunch of dudes would play all the parts in the matter of the gender. I thought it would be hilarious to take this like nothing character and actually flesh it out and have her cough and hack like she's clearing her throat over the phone and then have another voice actor take over and become, you know, Joe Woodward. And I just got a huge kick out of that. I thought that was hilarious. I wanted her to be a smart and strong woman, not exactly something you'd expect in a noir story from like this time period. I love to flip things. I'm always trying to flip things, you know, go against what you expect. A little spice, you know, a little a little different take. Okay, so some behind the scenes stuff. There's a little there was a little bit of drama during the making this one, I guess. So I wrote this for a specific person in mind, like months in advance. And for whatever reason, I'm not here to cast shade, I'm not gonna get into it. They weren't they weren't available. I was very stressed and I had to find the right person and I already committed to release dates. So the clock is ticking, and for whatever reason, when I've done casting calls, I've had an abundance of male voices, you know, try out, but not nearly as many bites from female voices. And, you know, so because of that, I was freaked out because I wasn't expecting to do a casting call at all. I thought I had all the people that I needed. I did the casting call and I had maybe four bites, but none of them were remotely the right fit. But if any of you are listening, thank you for even trying out for my two-bit show. (laughs) Tina sent her lines in, and it sounded good. I wasn't like blown away, but it it was clearly the closest of what I was looking for. So I decided to put some music behind it. I put Noir Number 1 by Music by Pedro, that's his uh, YouTube channel, which is Canary's introspective theme. And geez, that was it. She was the one. It, It just goes to show you, if you put a little music and you hear something in the right context, it just like reveals its magic to you. Tina was Joe, and a new friend was made, and it was great. And uh, so, on that note, let's turn this over for her debut on... I said that weird, hold on. Let's turn this over for her debut on Canary in a Coal Mine, Tina Marie Sarah. Take it away. Hi, my name is Tina, and I voice Josephine Woodward in Canary P.I. I was initially interested in the show mostly from the description of Joe, actually. Um, I Because Joe was described in kind of the advert, I guess, as a strong female voice who misses the action and gets the chance to go on one more adventure, and I was really intrigued by that. I was also really interested in the fact that, I guess, Canary is kind of channeling film noir, kind of that sort of like 20s, 30s sort of detective-y vibes. And, um, and like, women don't appear in those unless it says femme fatale. So I was really interested in, like, playing a strong woman who was leading this episode in that era. So th- I, that was kind of what initially drew me to the show. When I read the Langston Hill script, I was, like, I was pretty into it right off the bat. Again, mostly because I really like Joe. I just think that Joe is a really cool lady. I really liked that there was almost a little bit of a redemption arc for her. Not a redemption arc. Like a little bit of a, she kind of gets to have like this what if moment. Because like right in the beginning, she's saying, you know, I studied criminal justice. These are all the things that I am interested in. This is my life now. I wonder what life would have been like had I not been a secretary, had I stayed in the field. And then she gets this chance to stay in the field or to rather, or to go back into the field. Um, so I really liked that. I really loved that there were both mummies and aliens in one script. I mean, who doesn't love both of those things in one script? And, um, but mostly what I felt when I read the Langston Hill script 
was devastation. <laughs> because I had finally gotten like a voiceover part that I was really excited about. And then I got COVID, which immediately turned into like a month of laryngitis. So I was like, no, my golden opportunity is gone. But everyone was really nice about letting me <laughs> recover most of my voice before I recorded. Um, I decided to play Joe a lot like I play myself, I think. Um, except Joe's voice is maybe a little bit raspier than mine is usually because, again, I was just coming off the back of COVID. I liked, I, you know, she's a strong lady. Like, I tried to give her snark. I tried to give her sarcasm. I think I gave her, like, a little bit of a Long Island twang. And I sort of, to go with the genre, um, pitched her voice a little bit lower than mine is. So, like, my speaking voice, for the most part, is up here. And I think Joe's is, like, down here. Uh, so yes, along those lines. When the episode came out, I just remember being really confused that it was my voice. I was listening to it in the U-Bahn on the way home. I live in Berlin. Just being really confused that my voice was coming out of my headphones, <laughs> which sounds weird. But I was just like, wow, what a surreal moment. Yeah, it was cool. Also, I remember being completely blown away by the rest of the cast. I was like, damn. I have to get better at this. <laughs> oh my goodness, the people I've gotten to work with on the show have been so lovely. Um, they are so kind and so fun. Um, the writing's really fun, the production's really fun. Everyone's like so passionate and engaged. I love that you can like throw out ideas and your ideas will be received. I love that they take advantage of like the skills that they know that people in the cast have. I think that's super fun. Like I made a comment about because I live in Germany and I speak German and they were like, well, I'll have to bring that into an episode. And I was like, cool, I'm, uh, I'm all about it. I got involved with Canary PI at the same time as I got involved with like two other podcasts that were kind of similar and that they were like serialized, serialized stories. And I will be honest, the other two really did not work out for various reasons that they were just like, you know, for, for people who aren't paying you. They were like super demanding. They wanted like 17 retakes of everything. In the one I got cast as like somebody's mom, but it was like so, the character was such a weird trope. She was just like hyper-sexualized and basically all she did was either sing lullabies or like make sexual innuendo with the dad. It was just like so weird and I couldn't handle it. And the other one didn't work out because, again, they wanted like 17 different takes of everything and it was just really, really hyper stressful and I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna stick with Canary P.I. because I love that, like, Joe just gets to be like a strong, independent, really interesting woman in, in this universe and, um, and that everyone that I get to work with is so wonderful about it. I really liked getting to voice Denny's wife in, uh, the Dog Island episode, that was super fun. Um, just because she's a completely different voice slash personality type from Joe, so it was really fun to do something that different and that foreign to me. I don't feel like Joe is all that different in her soul, like from me. I feel like we're we're both like strong, independent ladies. Um, but Denny's wife was just is a totally different type of person, and so that was really fun to get to do. I quite like that. Yeah, and I really hope I get to do more stuff in the future. I am uh, I'm told that there's some stuff in the works coming. There's some stuff coming down the pipe for Joe that's a bit more serious, which would be really interesting. Yeah, I come from a comedy background, so I'm I'm intrigued to do more 
serious type stuff, because it'll be... It'll be interesting. It'll be a good learning experience. <sighs> I'm reading a really good book. Have you guys read Trevor Noah's autobiography? It's really good. I bet Joe would like it. Alas, she lives in a 1930s spin-off world and Trevor Noah exists now. And never their paths shall cross. I'm gonna call it. I think that's good. How long was I supposed to talk for? Bye! Uh, I want to thank Tina, Frank, and Julian for doing such a good job on one of my silly stories. And, uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for this week. We have two more Canary Nicole mines coming up. Jackson Lee will join us to discuss Isle 14. Julian will join us to discuss Ed Poindexter. And uh, yeah, so if you like hearing these or you have any ideas, you like hearing us talk outside of the audio dramas, shoot us an email at uh, rpcanarypi at gmail.com or hit us on Twitter. Um, extremely easy to find. And uh, yeah, tell us, tell us what you want. And this has been Canary Nicole Mine discussing The Secret on Langston Hill, Hill, Hill. Goodbye!